Talk Show. Hard with Zach and Professor. I'm a fan. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor here on the Fan 1079. It's draft day, which yes. means dreams are going to come true today, or teams are going to be heartbroken. Well, why would it be heartbroken? Because they, they, they don't get their guy. Yeah, the guy you want's right there, and the guy, the team in front of you takes him. It's well. a heartbreak. That's why we love the drama of the draft, because will you move up? Will you be lured into uh, making a trade up to get that person? So I'm in, a, I'm in one of these uh, fantasy baseball yes. drafts right yes. now. Now, it's not your typical thing. We go back like th- this year's uh, 19... Yeah, you're, you're living in the past. You are 94, tra- something like that. Time it's, traveler. It's a draft from back in the day. Take Juan Gonzalez. Back in the day, Pudge. 98 maybe, maybe 98. <laughs> oh, well, then Yeah, because McGuire hit 70 that year. Okay. And there's 30 guys in this league, and you have three hours to make your pick. And there's 25 players you got to have on your roster. Well, that takes a while, doesn't it? We're figuring middle of June will actually start. Gee, Willikers. <laughs> it's, the wor- it's the worst, and there's no way to fix it. Once they started it like this, you wait till your turn. Yeah, like I'm like four or five picks away from my turn right now. That'll be sometime tomorrow. Wow. The NFL's first round, which I never thought I'd hear, is going to be shorter than our fantasy baseball first round of our draft. That's not a fantasy. That's a nightmare. It is. It's a nightmare. I'm like, who sets it up like this? Three, I, we're all over the country. It's not like a group here in town. It's a it's a nationwide thing. So there's all kinds of. So if you'd say, hey, we're going to do a live draft at like uh, five o'clock tomorrow night, well, some people are in Los Angeles and they're middle of working. So were you doing fantasy back when they still called it rotisserie? Not really. How how long? How many years have you been doing fantasy? What? Uh, twenty. Twenty years. Twenty some. That's 20. probably a little more than twenty. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't rotisserie. You were, I, I, you were doing it in '98, weren't you? Well. <laughs> You were doing uh, fantasy sports no, in I don't, I don't know that I, it was close. It's close. It may have been the next year I started. <laughs> I was right in that neighborhood, though. Okay. So they're in the late 90s. And so how many different leagues do you think you've oh, been in geez. in the last 20-plus? Well, and I'll be honest with you. So I started as football only. Okay. The first few years, just football. And then I migrated. I've never done basketball. And they have I'm, fantasy basketball? Oh, yeah. They've got all hockey. Yeah, racing, you name it, they've got all of it. I've only well, done. Only you have that Austin Matthews this year. Golf, they've done golf, but no football and baseball. So I got into baseball a few years later. I got out of fantasy football probably I don't know five years ago. You just so. left her. You know, I said I can't do it anymore. I can't keep. It, it's Did too... it ruin your Sundays? No, no, no. Did no. it enhance your Sundays? No, no. It was. It was. Well, maybe ruined. <laughs> well, because you're, you're you're rooting for guys yes. to do well that aren't on your actual you know team you like. Somebody's playing the Packers and you want them to do well. Well, I want the Packers to do well. Yeah, but somebody but you have on like, your fantasy yeah. team's playing them. You're rooting for them. Yeah, you know, like Dalvin Cook. Yeah. So you got the Minnesota running back. It's already feel, and, it already feels dirty when you draft. Yeah, because you drafted a Packing. Yeah. It feels like you like you're you know treat treat. Not treating, but trading, tradering on your spouse. Yes. Like, no, I can't cheat on the Packers. I, I can't pay. But yeah, but, you did for but, a number of years. But you know, Dalvin Cook is right here, and he's really <laughs> going to be good this year. Or Justin Jefferson, if it was like right now. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do it, and that's why it finally soured. Never tempted on that Kirk Cousins. Uh, no, not really. <laughs> I, although I told you, I drafted Stafford. Yes. But last year, I don't know why I was still even playing it last year. Somebody yeah, talked you, me into Because you've left her. I got in one more league, and, and I got Stafford, and that was just like, I can't do this anymore. This is this is the end. 
having to make the decision to pick Stafford instead of Rodgers when Rodgers wins the MVP that year was the end for me. So you continue to do this. I do. Because it doesn't, you don't really care that much about baseball. Well, well I like especially baseball. baseball 94, 98, whatever year. No, you're I think doing. it's 98. Okay. No, it was fine. I'm not emotionally invested in 1998, but, you know, it was fine. I don't mind. It's a different kind of league, so I'm okay with that. All right. But uh, the draft is just, it's, it's exhausting me. I'll, like I said, I'll probably be waiting until tomorrow morning to make my pick. Or, worst case scenario, I'm going to wait till tomorrow to make my pick, and the guy before me is going to grab the guy I wanted. That's so, horrific. Are you going to tell us who you're looking at? Who are you looking at? Yeah, I'm okay right now. Well, I'm in the, it's sixth round coming up for me. So who are you looking at in this round? Yeah, who would you like to I'm fall a, to you? I'm either looking at a, at a second baseman or a pitcher. So who I'm is I'm not that? naming names. <laughs> What do you think the people in your league are? One of them listens, yes. Oh, my God. Dodger Danny listens. Oh, you're in it with Dodger Danny? Yeah, I got to be careful. By the way, is Dodger Danny about ready to start doing Friday shows? Yeah, I think this summer. Well, summer starts early. A month. It's a month from now. No, no, no. It's It's a month from now. It's a couple of weeks. No. Yeah. It's four weeks from like today. No, it's a couple of weeks. Four. A couple of weeks. He'll be ready in four, Yes. We, which, which, Friday you, which Friday you plan on skipping now? All of them. I, I want the in pool. In May? Once the pool gets open, I want to be in, in the pool May. on Friday afternoon. No, you got to be here in May. I'll, I'll start calling in the show from the pool. No, I won't answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call in and say, all right, now I have one segment. <laughs> you promised I, I could talk one segment. I have 13 minutes left <laughs> till your next break. No. Anyway. I'll be tying up the phones on Friday. Who did Chop want for the Cowboys this morning? You know, he never really clarified. Who he never he committed to yeah, this is what no, I want or, or he, what position. He he thinks he talked a lot about a center. I, I want a guard. He just they just drafted a center. That's what I thought, but it wasn't a thoroughbred because they got like another Wisconsin guy, didn't yes. they? But it's not Travis Frederick. Good. It's no, it's not. Yeah. No, it's so not. They were, they were a little disappointed in his play last year. Yeah, it wasn't great. But they yeah. just drafted one. You can't I really know. throw another first-round pick at a center. <laughs> no, but he's, he's... Who does that anyway? I would never pick a center with a first-round pick. Travis Frederick was pretty good. That's uh, a top point. First-round draft pick? Yeah, he was. I wouldn't take another one. How many how many centers in this league do you look at and go, you know, that's first-round draft choice guy? No, there's not many because... I wouldn't it's, do it. It's As I said today, I was... a. He was talking about center. Well, I don't want to use a first round no. draft pick on the center, but and he brought up Frederick. But you know they've done it a couple of times in the history of the Cowboys. They had a guy years ago from Tennessee named Robert Shaw who was a bust. Right. He, well, he had injuries that caused him to be a bust. So he busted. Yeah. So I, I typically wouldn't unless he's the last piece of the puzzle or something. And I don't believe that about this no. Cowboys team. I don't. I think you can convert guards to center. I think if you find a center yeah. only out there, you got a problem. And that's why I'm wanting Lionel Johnson, the kid out of Boston College, is because I think you plug him and play him right away yeah. at the guard position. And if you find another guard, you can make a center out of him. He's a yes. really bright young man. I'm with you. Lionel Johnson is a guy I really like. I hope the Cowboys are willing to move up to like 18 or 19 to get him because I think he'll go just in front of them. I don't think they move up to get an offensive lineman. I think if they if that's what they want, they may have to. I think the better ones are going to be gone before 24. Well, I may be wrong. He may slide to 24, and I hope I'm right. This doesn't feel like a big offensive lineman draft. There's well, a couple. There's five or six that are going to, I think, go before what, the Cowboys. Re- five or six offensive linemen? Yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because I think Johnson's Alabama's like got a, that many kids? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, there's a couple of tackles, a couple of guards. Right. And, oh, yeah. and so, yeah, it's it's about five, I think, who go – but they may have to move up a little. I think the last one that's first-round quality is Lionel Johnson. I think he's the last. And he's like number four or five on most people's list. So if you're looking at it and you're a Cowboy fan and three go before you and Lionel's still there, you think they may try to pull the trigger on I think on they may try to move up for him. Now, you know, the big buzz today is the kid from Alabama, Jameson Williams, that people are lusting after today. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Well, he had some injuries a year well, sure, ago. Sure, but you and, still lust after him. Yeah. He's, the, he's the thoroughbred out there, basically. Yeah. Well, a couple of Ohio State kids and then yeah, Alabama well, or two. The, the Ohio State kid's going to be the first receiver picked. Probably. Yeah, he's going to be the first. But 
You're talking about Wilson? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the uh, Jameson Williams, I think a lot of people are seeing him as that smaller vertical guy who can yards after catch or get deep and that Tyreek Hill type guy. Tyreek Hill's changed the league's perspective. Yes. We had gone away from small receivers and had gone after larger guys, faster, more rangy maybe. I say faster, that's not the right word. And I think Tyreek Hill's now made people rethink and go, okay, well, look what this guy did. Defenses can't stay with this guy. He's the game changer to open up everything underneath, especially if you got a talented tight end well, that can work underneath. I think it also has changed that they have a lot of college packages now that involve jet sweeps and guys like that. Uh, you know, what I've read in the last 48 hours about the Burks kid from Arkansas. Yep. People see him dab OS. Maybe you get him a half dozen touches a game that don't involve passing. Debo. Debo. What did I say? Dabo. Or Dabo. Debo. Yeah, whatever. Debo. Coach or run. Yeah, yeah, Debo. But Debo um, is is a guy who is kind of a hybrid. And I think they see Traylon Burks as that guy. You know, uh, because he's coming out of a college system where Kendall Bryles used him a lot in that role. And, and you can use him – and I consider bubble screens basically a run and play. I was red hot on him about a month ago. And now I'm starting to I'm starting to cool, which is kind of the draft process. Well, I think he's overvalued. Yeah, you fall in love with a guy yeah. and think this is the guy. And he may go in the second round. He may go early second mm, if – well, I think he's going to be gone. It depends – well, going for where? At, I, I, at 24? Yeah, no. I, no I, well, yeah, if he's there at 24, I think Jerry pulls the trigger on him. Same. I don't. I think receivers are so overvalued in this draft because yeah. of this off season. Yeah. Oh, no it, question. I don't. In, in a normal year, I would agree with you. He could slide, but this isn't a normal year when it comes to receivers. No. They're way overvalued. Yes, they are. And a guy like Debo's now on the yeah. on the market, yeah. and somebody's going to pull the trigger. You would think. I don't know yeah. if it happens today. I, I know there's talk about the Jets are in love with him, and they're trying to figure out a way to get him and another weapon yeah. for their young quarterback. I don't know if you can put a trade together on draft day and make it work. It's it's going to be a multi-asseted thing if you're going to try to acquire a guy like Debo Samuel. Do you think there's anybody – the kid from Ohio State's pretty good. I forget his name. but We've got Wilson and Olave. Yeah, well, the receiver. Yeah, both yeah, of them are. Yeah, but uh, well, one of them's predicted in top five. What's five? Number Wilson. five, what was his I name? think it's Wilson. Yeah, anyway um, – He's pretty good. I, I, he's the only one in this draft I go right now I'd rather have than Debo. You'd rather have than Debo? I mean, I'd rather but, have Debo than Burks, who's Debo Light. Are we coming up on his fourth year? Something like that. Because the question's about to be, and you talk about the marketplace. Do you want to put long-term money in it? You want to put $25 million yeah. a year yeah. into it. I mean, that's really what we're talking about. Yeah. This is a guy, oh, because yeah. of the way the market's gone, he's going to get $25 million a year. Or you can get a rookie receiver – and get yourself four years, five if he's sure, high enough. Sure, I, I get all that. I, but I if you're you, you talk about the Jets, I don't know if they're ready to win big now. Mm. But people in New York, when you're in the Jets front office or on the Jets sideline, you're always just you know a year away from being fired. Yeah, and so yeah, they're not close to being anything. Yeah, and so if you're telling me I could have a guy for two years that might. Well, Turn true. my record right side up. Yeah, but you're you're talking like you're talking about from the GM perspective or the coach perspective yes. or both. Yes, both. both. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you want to get your record right side up, you want to be in playoff talk. You need someone who's going to change your game this year. Is Debo that much of a – I mean, I watched him well, for the 49ers and thought he's a threat and he's dangerous, and he's got a couple of plays a game. That's really it. It's a couple of plays a game where he's you know, a factor. I think he's about a half dozen players mm-hmm. plays a game. Okay. But here's the deal. Zach Wilson, to me, is a college-style quarterback. Yes. Mobile, waggles up, gives you an option of crossing the line of scrimmage or not. He'll right. drop a shoulder on you, which is always dangerous at this level. Yep. But he's a guy that's a co- – to me, he's a good match. Okay. I wouldn't do it if I had a straight drop-back guy and was wanting to go vertical. He's not that guy to me, Debo. Although Debo says he wants to be that I'm guy. sure he wants to be. He doesn't want to have to. But that's not what gives him value. Well, if he's going to approve any trade or, or show up and be yeah. happy, well, somebody's going to say, I'm not moving you in the backfield anymore. 
or I'm not running jet sweeps anymore. Well, I'm going to have you going north and south. Then he's not going to get a check because he's not, he's not that guy. He thinks he's that guy. Well, okay. It's I just mean, why, like, that's why you're asking for a like, trade out of San Francisco. It's like Kyler Murray thinks he's Tom Brady and wants a five-year deal now. He's not Tom Brady. He's Kyler Murray. And yeah, that's but in why the new NFL, a, is, is he not more valuable? Oh, he's valuable, but he's a liability every time he crosses the line of scrimmage. He could get hurt. Well, Brady got hurt in the pocket. Oh, you can I get agree. hurt anyway. Hey, I'm, I agree with all that. But the difference is Kyler Murray's whole game is based on his speed and yes. his Mobility. pressure he puts on defenses. Yes. Debo's game is based on going across the line of scrimmage with football in his hand. Bubble screens, slants, things like that. Yeah. Line him up in the backfield, swing it out to him, whatever. You want to get him in space. Yes. And he's a big body. And he gives you a playbook yeah. that most other guys don't yeah. give you. You're opening up plays you can't and, use. And that's who he is. Uh, he, but he may not like, like that. it. Well, tough. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, GM. Yeah, but you that's trade? What Are you trading? If you're the 49ers, you trading him? If he won't do what I ask him to. Well, I mean, what's he going to do? Once we snap the ball, you're going to run where I tell you to run. Unless he's just going to say, I'm holding out because I'm not fine. doing this. Okay. Are, are you trading him, though? If you're looking at tonight, I, are you trying to figure out what If I have somebody him? offering me a uh, first-round pick or a second and a fourth or something, yeah, I trade him. You take a second and a fourth? Yeah. That's a pretty good package. That's a pretty good package. I don't, think, I, I don't think you'll get a first. And Lynch, I don't think, is the type that falls in love with players. No, I don't think so either. He's, he's a, I mean, Garoppolo was a good example. Yeah. Next guy. Yeah. Trey Lance is his turn. Yeah. Garoppolo is going to Lynch move. just doesn't strike me as a guy that falls yeah. in love with individuals. I think you learn that as a GM, though. If you fall in love with guys, they break your well, heart or they get hurt, and then you're screwed. You really I think have no he options. played a long time in the league, and he had to change addresses. I think he understands it's a business. All right, we got to take a time out. Went a little long. 17 and a half after 5 o'clock. Leaving the yard, Zach of the Professor, 903. 735-9905. That is our Sonic Hotline. We'll come back after the break. Got some more to do. Here on Leaving the Yard. I want to thank the good folks over at Budweiser, at Fast Signs, at the Party Factory, Stuart Title, and High Tech Signs. All for being part of the show. You guys stick around. We're coming right back. Prepare for the future and reach your full potential at Liberty ILO ISD. At Liberty ILO, our educators will assist your child to become a college graduate and or career ready. We believe a safe and secure environment provides the peace of mind necessary for the pursuit of excellence. Our school environment gives our students and staff the freedom to pursue and achieve the highest levels of performance. As we say at Liberty ILO, leopard pride never dies. Welcome back. 20 minutes after 5 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor here on the Fan 1079 here on the Sonic Hotline. What's up? Hey, buddies. What's up? Buddies. What are you doing, Doc? Well, we've gone up and we're a buddy now. We're buddies. We were just guys uh, well, before, but now we're buddies. Okay, buddies. Uh, I wanted to go ahead and comment on uh, what you and uh, Mr. Chop Buchanan were talking about that, uh, you know, that the the parents live through the kids you know that that uh that all this stuff about scholarships and all that and getting playing time and all that it's not about the kids it's about the parents i agree with I, I you didn't both say, i didn't completely say that and I, I think kevin sutton took it that way i said there's some vanity okay. involved in it uh, there I, is vanity sir yeah, there I, is vanity I, I believe there's vanity involved in it but at the same time okay. the whole idea is if is it really a good deal for the kid that's that's my concern. Is is a college athlete really getting a good deal? And at some of the lower NAI levels, I don't. I'm not sure they are. Okay, okay, okay. We're talking. We're talking all that college stuff, NIL, whatever. But let me go ahead and uh, stop before there. Uh, I'm talking about the high school level. Uh, you and Jabo were talking the other day that you know when when the, the players are little kids or whatever that they can go ahead and uh the dream is to play at the high school level whatever 
Well, it's just like that commercial that you guys played right now, that Casa, that every every child needs a chance, but every child is not getting a chance. I'll tell you why, gentlemen, because there was an incident that happened uh, many years ago, and I'm not going to go ahead and mention the school, but uh, it's west of Texarkana and it's west of New Boston. Okay. And uh, I had a I had I had a friend that had a son playing on that on that team. And he told me before the game started that there was a player that was playing first base. And one of the parents, probably school board member or whatever, uh, bought uh, or donated a gator to that school. And, uh, so that the, and, the, and then they put the son on first base. And the first baseman on that team was a good player, and they put him in the outfield. And just because that son because that man or that person had donated that gator to that school, they put their son or their grandson on the first base uh, to take over that other first baseman spot. And there's another, there's other incidents also. When I went to see a tournament uh, in South Arkansas, I'm not gonna mention the school, there was four Latino players that were seniors and were not getting a, a chance to play. It was a tournament and then there was a, there was a player that was uh, a pitcher and he was he was batting uh, uh, on that team, and he was batting, and he couldn't hit the curve, just like that movie Trouble with a Curve. He couldn't hit the curve, and I started making comments like that kid's got a he's got problems with uh, he's not gonna he's not hitting the curve. And then the mother went ahead and said, "Well, my son is going to the University of Arkansas," and I go, "Well, ma'am, I used to work there, and I and I uh, would go to the baseball games and." Uh, I don't think Coach Dave Van Horn, if he's not hitting the ball, he's not going to get playing time. He's going to be on the bench. And then uh, I think I changed that kid's whole perspective that day because that kid, he had he had signed with the Razorbacks, but he did not sign with the Razorbacks. He wound up uh, not going to the Razorbacks, and he, he signed a major league contract with the Milwaukee Brewers, and who knows where he's at now. But – what I'm getting at, gentlemen, is a lot of these kids are not getting played the fair. They're not getting a fair shot. They're they're getting uh, uh, given the by the wayside because these parents are paying off the schools or whatever to get to get those people played. That's what is happening, sir. All right. Uh, do you, I believe he breathes through his nose. I don't know. I will give you this, Doctor Harwood. You can get a rant and you can get on it and go. I, I can't do what you do. That's that's impressive. Well, sir, I've, I, it's because I got a lot of experience because I've dealt with a lot of people. I've I've lived a lot of places. I've dealt with a lot of people, and I've been there and I've done that. If I had a kid. I don't have no kids. I've never been married, don't have no kids. But if I had kids and they weren't playing my kids, I would put them in something that they were good at. Like, like I play the accordion. I'd, play, I'd teach my kid to play the accordion and, and be in the band or something. Something productive uh, because just, just because uh, they're good in high school it doesn't mean they're going to go to the college level and go to the prom. Uh, stop right there. The next time you call, That's we want to hear. Done. I'm done. Well, I'm hang on, hang on, hang on. The next time we want to hear some accordion music. Uh, no, that's only for Mother's Day, uh, but that's uh, that's private. Wow. Oh, what, ha- what happened to I only my mother on Mother's Day. That's it. Nobody else. I thought we were buddies, and now you're de- denying the accordion music? Well, let me just say this, gentlemen. I played the accordion at a church one time, and I got run off. I got <laughs> run off by the church, and... Uh, <laughs> Dancing or something? Did people just hop up and start no, dancing? I, I serenaded this girl, and the dad got pissed off, and he, he had called the law on me, and I had to go ahead and get an attorney and, and take that charge off of it. You know, oh. that's crap. That's crap. Oh. That's, that's what got, happens at least some of these churches. But all right, we we forget it. We don't want to hear yeah. the court. Music. That was no. a bad call on my part. I can play good accordion. Right. <laughs> See ya. Oh, there's a lot to examine there, to be honest. We've got a backup. And, uh, oh, my God. Uh, did you see the accordion incident coming? I, I never saw. I was blindsided yeah, by that. I, I never saw believed the accordion. If you're going to ask me, what do you think Dr. Hardwood plays, I wouldn't have said accordion. Okay. I would have said harp. All right. Um, <laughs> There are schools that I, I do think that some parents have too much influence. Well, sure there uh, are. They're looking out for their kid. Yeah. They think their kid should play. And, and board members have been known to 
put pressure on coaches. Administrators have been known to put pressure on coaches. Um, is that part of it? Certainly. Do I think that's the norm? No, I don't think it's the norm. I think most coaches tend to want to play the best players because typically you have the best results when you play the best players. And if you're a coach, the best results tend to be in a more extended career in coaching or more lucrative career in coaching. So I think there's incentive typically to play the best players. However, I do realize there are incidents. I'm a little worried about he broke the kid's spirit that was going to be a Razorback and sending him to the Brew Crews minor league system. Who? No, where are the Brew Crews uh, well, they, affiliates? They're all over the place. Uh, but, I don't know. Uh, Albu- they were in Albuquerque for a while, Spokane for a while. I so don't know it's where not, they're. It's decent. It, it may not be Fayetteville, but it's well, no. Yeah, it's they're not right. in it's, some god awful no. piss at little no. town. Well, where, I mean the the A's are you know the, the single A in the rookie league, but the yeah. But where are they at? Are they like in some horrible? I'm worried this guy who was headed to Fayetteville is going to have. Two or three really cool years in Fayetteville ended up in some <laughs> awful Class A village where <laughs> armpit North Carolina, yeah, yeah that's where you want to be. Just cause, you know, uh, Doctor Hardwood broke his spirit. Yeah, because hell, I have trouble with curves. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, I have I never, trouble when, when I never could get a handle on them. <laughs> when the road's wet, I have trouble with them too. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway. So you're right, and you pointed out one of the holes in that story that I had questions about, but I wasn't willing to hang around and let let him explain it. But if you can't hit a curve at high school, and you were heading for Arkansas to play for the yeah, Razorbacks, then how did you get drafted into the major leagues? Yeah. Where some scout saying, "You know what? That kid's really bad, and I want to get him here because he can't hit a curve." I don't know, but either way, I, I hate to put. Dr. Harwood on a leash because he's always a fine contributor. Yes, he is. And a loyal listener, we think. I mean, and we thought we were friends. cheats on us once in a while, apparently. <laughs> we but. thought he was friends. Well, buddies. Was, until he wouldn't play the accordion. But yeah, that was a little after, hurtful. If I'd had an incident like that where I'd been chased out of church by law enforcement, <laughs> I think I would refrain from uh, pulling out my accordion in front of others as well. I got this question, too. <laughs> and no offense, don't take this wrong. Of all the serenading, I don't remember anybody ever serenading with an accordion before. Well, now, maybe that's yeah, old, come from old country they do that. Yes, I you can don't see that. Think, you know, that's what Chop said. Going back to Chops, Chop said he wanted an offensive lineman. Right. That uh, last name ended with... Ski. <laughs> Ski <Hart. laughs> that's, right. that's, that's what he said he wanted. Well, those ethnic guys again. Started a conversation yeah, the other said, day. What's wrong with... I mean... You have Jones... Mean, yeah. Smith can't have those as a lineman. Yeah, no, we want Wisniewski. That's who we want. We want those yeah. Wisniewski guys. Yeah, that seemed a little, uh, you know, stereotyping. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what Chop said he wanted this morning. I told you my best friend in high school was a uh, uh, Polish Mexican product, and I'll be honest with you, he couldn't he couldn't block anybody, not at all. He was kind of small. I thought you didn't have football at your high school. We didn't. But he couldn't block anybody. <laughs> he couldn't block you in the hallway. <laughs> How do you know? He may have just oh, been you push on the him out of the way real easy. It wasn't a big deal. He didn't have any staying power. Boom, out of the way. Into the locker. I don't know if I've ever met anyone who was of Polish Latino Yes. Shimanowski. What was his first name? Raymond. <laughs> Raymond Ray Shimanowski. And he yes. was Hispanic. His, his mother was his mother was Polish. Yeah, his mother was no. His mother was Hispanic. It was Mexican, and uh, his dad was Polish. Obviously, Szymanowski. The dad was Polish. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> he couldn't block anyone. I'm not taking a ski kind of guy. Jeez, not just anyone. I mean, there's some, but not all. I'm not doing all right. that. All right, let's see what we got here real fast. We got music. Playing. I don't care. Hey, you're in the yard. Yeah, I'm back again. That guy was a pitcher. <laughs> the guy was a preacher. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, he was a pitcher. The, the pitcher, the guy that didn't make oh. it, uh, that went to the Brewers. He oh, was a pitcher. He was That's a pitching prospect. Gotcha. Appreciate you. We got to go music. <laughs> Bye. Take care. Clarify. Clarification. Once, once again, Dr. Hardwood. Cameo drive-by. Quick timeout. We'll come back. 28 minutes till 6 o'clock. Leaving the yard. Zach of the Professor. 
You can only get this right here on The Fan 107.9. Don't call it a comeback. It is 36 minutes after 5 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan, 1079-903-735-9905 is our number. It's going to be a tough night tonight. I'm going to be flipping back and forth between the Mavericks and the draft. Back and forth. So Mavs start a little late, so I can probably get... What's the draft start, right at 6? I think it's... Is it 7 or is it 6? I don't know. But I think uh, CBS Sports is going to have a lot of it on. Oh, I'm sure. If you're at work and listening tonight. So are you like an all-night draft watcher or just till the Cowboys pick? I'm pretty much in and out till the Cowboys pick. Okay, so you'll lock in I will, that 30 I minutes or so before. I will keep track of who's off the board. Right. And, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm most concerned about the Cowboys. But do you know the Eagles have a chance to really get better in this draft? Yeah, they do. And, and so, so do the Giants. Yeah, and so uh, I will watch some of that because I am interested in what the Eagles do. Because You don't care about the Giants? You don't think they're anywhere – close to being a no, thing. No, I really don't. I, I, think, I think they got, what, four and six? Is that what they have in the yeah. draft? So they've got a chance to get two very high-caliber yes. players, but the Eagles are more middle part of the, mm-hmm. what, 10 through yeah. 20 picks. Well, I, I'm always worried about the Eagles. I, I just think that they uh, they have a passionate fan base. I, I think the Giants are kind of like, eh, people are, I think people in New York have kind of, it's not as great a sports town as it used to be. I think it doesn't mean as much to the people in New York as it used to mean. Well, where are they good? Well, that's part of it. That's, if you're if you're a New Yorker, where are they good? The, I mean, Brooklyn was a terrible letdown. The Knicks were a letdown. We thought this was going to be a bounce year after last yeah. year's pretty good run by the Knicks. Nothing. The Mets, eh, they're going to be in the discussion if everybody that's yeah. got an arm stays healthy, if Scherzer and DeGrom yeah. and those guys yeah. stay healthy. Um the Giants and Jets. When you talk about the Jets, I don't think the Jets are anything I, better, middle of the back of the AFC. In comparison, I think Philly's still a passionate sports town. Oh, yeah. I yeah, didn't look at New York in the same way that I did when I was young as far as passion. Because the Yankees haven't been. I think it's a Yankee-driven city. Yes, I think. Y- Yankees and Yankees, The Yankees are the Cowboys of that city. Yeah. And, if the Yankees and, are doing well, I yeah. think everybody else is on board. I, I think the Knicks, and it's been so long since the Knicks have been relevant – I think the 90s were a pretty good heyday. The Giants had come out of their best years, but the Knicks were pretty darn good. They were blocked by the Bulls, but the Knicks were good. The Starks era yeah, in Ewing. Yeah. The Yankees were winning World Series titles again. That Those were good. Yeah. But they haven't been so good since. You know, Stanton got home run number uh, 350. 350 last yeah. night, which is halfway to 700. Yes, it is. And... Um, they were comparing him to other people at his age who'd gotten that. I, I used the name Juan Gonzalez earlier. Mm-hmm. Juan was the seventh fastest person to 350. When you look at everybody else on the fastest to 350, they're all the greats. They're all the guys that got six hundreds. Yeah. yeah. And you think about poor old Wando got sent to Detroit to that huge ballpark where you just couldn't hit the ball out. And it just completely derailed his career. Now, I know Wanda was probably guilty of a little juicing, and that may have had... In that clubhouse, you can point to anybody. Yeah. Uh, But still, when I looked at that list today, published on SportsCenter, I thought, that was a guy who we all thought was headed to a Hall of Fame career. And just the trade to the wrong ballpark, you know, since then they've moved in fences yeah. and done everything they, they recognized can. they were yeah. killing hitters' careers. But they literally, Detroit killed his career when they built that new stadium. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not and, and I know trades versus free agency. If I'm a player and as a free agent, I'm looking at those stadiums that I recognize are a cavern and you're not hitting a ball out yeah. of here and your living is hitting long balls. When you're traded, you're, you're yeah. SOL. You can't do anything about it. It's an unfortunate reality. Yeah. But you're right about the, uh, the number of the people on that list who were the expected guys 
And then you're right. You see Gonzalez and him, and they go, really, one? Yeah. Hit that many that fast? But he got in young. Got him, what, one MVP or two? You get one? One or two. I don't know. But he was a heck of a good ball player. And and I think Stanton's going to be able to be in New York for as long as he wants to be. He's right now in that harder, especially if Aaron Judge yeah. pushes the issue and I think and they've moves got on. him signed on for four more years. And, and he will probably hit – 150 to 180 home runs. Yeah. Now he's in the conversation of being in the 500 to yeah, 530 club. Still punches your ticket to Cooperstown. Oh yeah, but now you're in that. You're in the rare era of can you reach the 600? Yeah. When you're if, if he goes four more years and he's in the 525 30 range, can you get to 600? You ought to think of, uh, Giancarlo Stanton ought to be able to do that. Yeah. He doesn't feel like there's and he may drop off dramatically or he may get hurt. He's a guy I think gets to 600 pretty pretty assuredly and you're right now you're going to cooperstown by the way i'm on wando i saw wando play a lot because we were living in the metroplex at the time he was also an rbi machine i know nobody well people just don't care about they rbis don't. like they used to no they don't but that guy was a 110 to 120 rbi guy and he would if he came up with a base runner in scoring position with two outs, he wasn't looking to leave the park he no. was looking to drive someone in i saw a lot of at bats where he gave up, you know, the dinger swing, which nobody does anymore. Nobody worries about driving in runs anymore. Which is stupid because you win games by driving yes. in runs. Yes. But that you guy get was, paid by it. was an RBI machine. You know, didn't that get Tony Perez in the Hall of Fame? It should have. I mean, he was an I RBI. don't know if he's in or not. But I don't know. He was a consistent 85 to 100 yeah. RBI guy. Of course, he was playing on a red steam yeah, ahead. And Every was, Hall of Famer you've ever had in the roster. But he was probably the last unprotected hitter. Yeah. I mean, Bench was always protected. Joe and those guys at the top were always protected. Perez was the last man in a row right. that, you know. We're going to face Tony. I'd yeah. rather face him but, than but I would Perez Johnny. and Foster were RBI machines. Yeah. 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 Well, and Tony never had the 140, 150 like George Foster yeah. did. But he had the consistent. He was in the yeah. 90s. And you get in the – it's like Don Sutton. Sutton, I don't think, ever had a 20-win season. But over 19 or 20 years' worth, you keep winning 15, 16, 18 games, you find yourself up at 300. Sutton had a rubber arm. That rascal, he'd go out there and give you starts upon starts upon starts. not kidding. All right, I'm going to take this break a minute early. We've got uh, Maverick talk. We need to get in here real fast. The Warriors last night wrap up another series. Bye-bye to Denver. And as the West starts making its way toward round number two... Phoenix should clinch. Mavericks should clinch. clinch. We've already got through now the uh, the Warriors. Memphis looks like they may have taken control of the series of Minnesota. Yeah. West is about to have an interesting look here for round number two. Quick break. We'll come right back. It's about 18 minutes till five o'clock till six o'clock. Excuse me. Leaving the yard. Zach and the professor on the fan 107.9. Prepare for the future and reach your full potential at Liberty ILO ISD. At Liberty ILO, our educators will assist your child to become a college graduate and or career ready. We believe a safe and secure environment provides the peace of mind necessary for the pursuit of excellence. Our school environment gives our students and staff the freedom to pursue and achieve the highest levels of performance. As we say at Liberty ILO, leopard pride never dies. All my life I had to grind and hustle. I had to work like Kobe just to shine like Russell. They say, glad you made it happen overnight. They say, damn, you changed. I'm like, all righty, welcome back. About 15 minutes till 6 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor, as we had talked earlier about fantasy sports, I'm, I'm coming across this story on ESPN about fantasy women's basketball. The WNBA is doing a fantasy thing. Yeesh. Just yeesh. Well, maybe young ladies want to get into fantasy. They might. Maybe. If we're all lucky, maybe. <laughs> Just saying. You're not in any young lady's fantasy. <laughs> I promise Wow. <laughs> Thanks for that. If you ever were, that time it's has all, come. Yeah, and, that water is... Unless you've gotten that time travel thing down. <laughs> that water's gone under the bridge, out to the ocean, recycled <laughs> back around again, yeah. and came back. Yeah, it's... Yeah. 
Yeah, that's anyway. maybe all the way back to condensation, <laughs> precipitation, which for you leads you to nothing but when uh, frustration. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you there, Bill Nye, the science yeah, guy. Either one. All right, so uh, NBA tonight, we got three uh, potential closeout games tonight going on around the league, Philadelphia and Toronto, although there are some who are saying the Raptors who are at home tonight and were down in this series 3-0 could actually tie this series up tonight and just tighten up the pressure on the uh, Sixers. And you were talking about rabid fans and Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia 76er fans may never let this go if they well, blow a 3-0 lead in this series. Doc's done. Yeah. Doc no may never coach in the league again, especially this week when he got so defensive with the reporters. Yeah. And, uh, about how he shouldn't be playing yeah, for other yeah, series back for then. For all these series that have gone south that That's he's right. coached. Yeah. And uh, – He's never had a 3-0. He spit a couple of 3-1s. I think, was it two of the six 3-1s that have ever happened were For him. on his watch? Yep. And then he got some of his facts mixed up about his time in Orlando and Detroit. Well, I'd and, want to forget about Orlando yeah, and Detroit, but, too, if I was him. But anyway, uh, yeah, if they, if they melt down, Doc's done as a coach in this league. And it may happen. Yeah. Toronto, who looks so bad early. But, you know, Embiid got hurt. And, and he's playing through it. He's got the wrist or whatever injury. He's trying to play through it. They just don't really have reliable third yes. scorer. Well, Harden's not Harden like no. he used to be. Oh, I know he's not. You know, what a, what a wasted trade. Brooklyn got Ben Simmons, who never played a minute. And Philly got James Harden, who is now starting to take a lot of the heat from guys like Embiid and others about, this is we brought you here to score. Yeah. What's happening? He's not the player he used to bad be. Bad trade. Just bad, not bad players. Players that just were not it was players ready that for a trade. Two years ago, those, that would have been an exciting trade. Two yes. years later, Simmons is a head case, yeah. and Harden just slowed down. You traded problems. That's all you did. Nobody got help out of that. But anyway, that's series one. Series number two is uh, uh, Phoenix tonight with a chance to close out um, their rather hard-fought series with New Orleans, a little yeah. harder than we thought. Now they're back in New Orleans tonight. Yeah. But you would think Devin Booker's supposed to play. Yeah, Unless you have the same foul differential you had the other night. What are you trying to say? We talked about it. Monty Williams talked about I it. I know. And the NBA heard him. Yeah. And so you would think it would be a closer you would think. foul differential tonight. And so uh, one would believe that that would be enough for... I'm a little worried, though, that they're rushing Booker back. I don't... You know how hammies are. They can just get on you and stay on you for a while. And I don't get why when you know you can at least get a Game 7 back at yes. your place, you don't give them the three more days. I don't, I don't understand that at all. But, again, we're not doctors, and he may have been cleared, and they may yeah. say he's good yeah, to he's go. Good. And let's let's see it. Yeah. We saw an injury that wiped out Kevin Durant's season because of rushing him back yeah. when they shouldn't have. So. That's number two. Number three, obviously, is the Mavs who go on the road to Utah tonight with a chance to close out the Jazz. Luka's back. Looks like Donovan Mitchell's not. No, he's so, going to play. Yeah, but he's not going to be back, back. No, he's, he's also playing on Gimpy Lakes. I don't think he's that hurt. That no. MRI didn't show anything. Oh. As I said just – MRIs aren't perfect. As I said a couple of days ago, the only thing that MRI found was a heart problem. <laughs> They were shooting a little, a uh, little high on that, weren't they? <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> he, he may be missing one. <laughs> really? Yeah. You know, I had, I had a. Uh, yeah, if he goes out there now and puts up forty, I'll shut up about that. I, I, I was going in to have surgery on a hand one day. Had a tumor in my left hand, and so I'm in the hospital. And luckily, my wife was actually with me on this trip, and nurse came in to prep me for surgery. And started swabbing my right knee. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, I've already gotten the shot, so I'm, you know, or the, whatever they give you to start getting you into that relaxed state where you don't care what they're cutting. And she's like, well, well what are you guys doing? And they pulled the chair. Well, he's got knee surgery scheduled for 9 <laughs> o'clock. She went, no, he's got a tumor in his hand that's coming out. This isn't Mrs. Jenkins? <laughs> 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 so uh, I don't know where they were uh, – MRIing, yeah, well, uh, Donovan Mitchell, but uh, I can tell you from yeah. being sitting there in the bed that they almost cut the wrong part. I was in there when the, we had the boys' pre-op visit today, and 
a couple of times she said left, right, left, <laughs> Achilles. Yeah, not left, right, left. Yeah, it's just, just this left. one. It's all swollen up down here. <laughs> it's the one that's got the to... baseball on the back of his leg. Yeah. That's the one. That's the one that we need to get fixed. If you flip him over and it looks okay, leave that one alone. <laughs> yeah. Go to the other one. Yeah. Jeez. So anyway, Mavericks tonight with a chance to close this out. Do you think this ends tonight in Utah? I sure hope so because if it does tonight, it's a sign that these Mavericks have progressed and have learned to put people away. That yeah. A year ago, this team really struggled putting people away. They let a uh, team off the mat and the Clippers they shouldn't have. They just didn't have the killer instinct. I'm hoping this team now has more of a killer instinct because they're going to need it in the next round. Yeah. NBA playoffs are such a marathon, and it is just bare-knuckle, high-intensity games. And you just really have to get out there every night and be intense, which is so different from the regular season. Yeah, you take nights off. Yes, and so I'm hoping that the Mavericks are that team now that can put together intense games back-to-back-to-back. I I always thought the Clippers – never thought they were going to lose to the Mavericks. I think they had more heart in this, as you're talking about Donovan Mitchell, that the Clippers weren't going to let themselves lose to Dallas. Kawhi is not that guy that lets you lose. No, no. Uh, Patrick Beverly, for all his being an a-hole, is a guy, yeah, he's just a I get it. You don't like him. I I don't like the way he plays, but he's not going to back down. No. Because we've seen him this way. They're tough. They're tough. Yeah. Utah's not tough. tough. Yeah, and that's my hope is this team doesn't seem very mentally tough. No, and I think they're going to – if they get down, I think they quit, and I think the Mavericks walk through this. And I'm, you know, watching Milwaukee last night and Boston the, the night before and seeing what's happening to Philadelphia with Toronto, getting out of these early series as fast as you can – Yes, that's, is that's a good for a year opportunity to advance in the future. Monstrous. Sooner the better. Yeah, I mean, Philly – should have been out in four games. And they're going to take on a Miami team that's out now. They're ready. They're yeah, sitting they're and sitting waiting. They, they've wiped out Atlanta. Does and they're Jimmy waiting. Butler's knee get better and everything else? Well, he pays fine. He'll be fine. Yeah. But um, but for the Mavericks and for Phoenix, you're going to go six and maybe seven. Golden State's sitting at home right now, and they're waiting on you. And Steph's no kid, and he's getting a couple of days extra on the legs. Draymond as well. It doesn't bode well when you take this. This needs to end tonight for Phoenix and for Dallas. They need to be done you with know, this. 48 hours ago, everybody's saying the Celtics are the best team in the league. Yeah. 24 hours later, everybody's like, Golden State's back. Well, yeah. <laughs> they mean, are back. If if you had to pick one of those two, in a, if those two were in a seven-game series right now, you had to pick one of the two, who would you pick? And what are my choices again? Golden, Golden State, State and Boston. Oh, God. I don't know. I think Boston's got more size, and I think they're going to control the glass. But, <laughs> you know, I just watching Steph, as much as I like Jason Tatum, Steph's got so much stupid confidence on the court. Even if he's shooting, you know, three of 15 tonight, he'll come up tomorrow night and go nine of 13, and they're going to be, you know, eight of nine from three, and you're going to go, well, he's back again. I, that, that pool kid's an emerging star. That pool, yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. I, yeah, I, has anybody even heard of him, Jordan Poole before this well, year? He's in the G League. I know. That's what I'm saying. You ever even heard of him? Yeah. And now all of a sudden, he really looks like the legit third scorer that yeah. this team needs. And, and we'll talk about Clay and, and, and Steph and Draymond. Andrew Wiggins – got a rebirth of his career yeah. getting out of Minnesota and getting a chance to show up in a place where there was a veteran presence and where he's he got didn't a role. have to be the guy. Yes. He got a defined role of do this. He went from being the face of the franchise to a role player. Yes. And he's he's playing his role. And having Poole as another scorer yeah. really makes There's defenses... There's no pressure on Wiggins. Yeah, makes defenses ignore Andrew yeah. Wiggins. And he has big games. He'll have two or three in a playoff series. But, I like Boston an awful lot, but it's the Warriors. But it's it's the new West versus East. It's not Showtime no. pushing, no. finishing at the rim versus Larry Bird's bare-knuckle boys in Boston. Right. It's you know hard defense. Boston still is their calling card yep. with a star. But the three now is the new Showtime. The, the three-point shot, that perimeter spread 
passing. And nobody does it better than Golden State. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the they best. They invented it, and they've got it mastered once again. I tell you what, they, they talked about the, the Boston-Brooklyn series was going to be an all-time great. I'm not so sure that Milwaukee-Boston isn't going to be one. I, yeah. I think they have a – that's a really – of course, Middleton's not going to play. We've heard now he's out for this series as well and may not be back for the conference finals if they advance. But that's a really intense matchup between two physical teams. The morning guys on CBS this morning uh, said this is going to be Giannis's LeBron moment, and he's got more help than Booby Gibson. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not a bad Milwaukee team, even without That's Middleton. what I'm saying. Yeah, he's got more help, but this is his LeBron moment. And disappointed to watch the Bulls just kind of lay down. Yeah. They, they got down. They made a little run early in the third quarter, and then they just got – wiped out. I know they closed it down to 16 at the end while most of the Buck starters were all sitting on the bench the last six or seven minutes, but they disappointing. Don't have the horses. No, disappointing to see Chicago kind of give up on it like that, but we got some intriguing series. I am really oh, yeah. locking Second in round, tonight on Toronto. Toronto, Philly though to me, if I, just for the draw, you know how I am, I keep telling this, I'm, I'm all about the theater of this, and if Toronto can do this tonight and take Philadelphia back into Philly for game seven, just because you kind of feel like the Raptors are going to have the advantage. And somewhere in there is a reminder about, and you mentioned uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard. His shot sank Philadelphia a couple of years ago when he won the title in Toronto. You can just imagine those folks in Philadelphia losing their mind again without Kawhi being the guy to do it this time. We're out of time. Who's up tomorrow? Kirk and company. Barry Norton's supposed to stop by. A Friday? A Friday with Coach Norton. What? Is he bringing donuts? I, mean, I doubt it. He'll, he'll have a cup of coffee. He always has a cup of coffee. Yeah, I'm not coming in tomorrow. All right. We're back tomorrow night. We'll do it again. Enjoy the first round of the draft. We'll chew on that when we come back tomorrow here on Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan, 1079. Enjoy your evening. So long, everybody. Does your church or business need an upgraded audio or video system?